0: Hello and welcome to Art Dirt, the Glass Tire podcast where we discuss topical art topics. I am Christina Reese.
1: And I'm Brandon Zek.
0: So this week, we're not exactly sure what we're going to title this yet, but I'm super excited about it. This is right up my alley. It may be called something like, I'm an artist, where in Texas should I live? Or... I'm an artist looking to move within the state of Texas or to the state of Texas. What city's art scene should I pick? I don't know. What do you think we should call this? (laughs) I mean, I
1: think the core idea of this is something that people ask me all the time. And I I bet they ask you this too. As people who travel across Texas to see art, people always say, what are the distinct personalities of all of the different Texas art scenes? Because all of the cities, uh, the the main cities, of course, that we're going to talk about, Houston, Dallas, Fort Worth, Austin, and San Antonio, all have their own distinct kind of regional personalities and their own hallmarks because of the cities and the people within them. But then also, you know, there are some kind of small unexpected places like Lubbock, where you are right now, Christina, that I mention and that people mm. always just kind of go,
0: huh, I never would have (laughs) guessed. Sure. I mean, there is something... Yes, that's absolutely right. I do get asked this question a lot. We get... You know, I think we both are asked this question by... For me, some people are my age, or in and around my age, and they don't live in Texas. They live in other places, but they're thinking about moving to Texas. They'd like to move to Texas, or they've been gone for 20 years, and they'd like to come back. Texas is a sticky place, and it tends to call its, its people back to it. But, um... And if they want to think about where to move in order to really maximize their sort of the the visibility of their art, where do they go? And then we also get this question from recent MFAs, from people graduating from art schools um, who want to figure out which city or town would best suit them. Um, I would say in some form or another, we get this kind of question, you know, every month at least. Um, And I guess we're semi-qualified to answer it since we're all over the place and we cover art all over Texas. It makes Texas seem like a smaller place than it is. I think Glass Tire and our work at Glass Tire does. But we have to remind people that the place is huge and the cities aren't even particularly close together. So there is something discreet about each scene. Uh, They're getting stitched together slowly but surely with the Internet and with Glass Tire and with just people's awareness just growing, 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 and travel becoming more and more of a thing.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I truly never realized how big Texas was until I started driving across it for Glass Tire. You know, I had gone to Austin. I had gone to San Antonio. I had made the trips across Texas that people make just throughout their lives, but I didn't realize the distance from El Paso to Houston or the distance from, you know, Houston to Amarillo.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um... And one thing that we probably need to put out here early on in this discussion is, you know, we're in Texas because we want to be here. Uh, We're interested in what happens here and the way the rules do and don't apply to various art scenes in Texas as a, as opposed to say to, say the international art market or some such thing. I think a lot of artists who choose to live here they're very deliberate in that choice. They don't they actually don't want to be in New York or they don't want to be in LA or they don't want to be in London or there's something about um, a kind of almost toxicity that comes with the commercialization of the art world or or, or the, the money corruption that happens that they want to stay away from. And there are other people also, also, just we have to admit, a lot of people don't get to choose where they live. You know, they go where the work is. And a lot of people, a lot of artists who live here are teaching. We have so many universities in Texas with art departments and art schools that a tremendous number of artists who live and work here who are very, very good are pretty much tied to their you know, tenure track or not quite tenure track positions at some of the major universities. So, um, and maybe it's only upon retirement that they can choose where they're going to live. Like Ken Little, who just retired from UTSA and moved out of San Antonio. Well, and the
1: other kind of big thing that connects all of these art scenes together and a commonality that's shared by them that is really unique to Texas when you start to talk about, uh, our state with people who live elsewhere, is the sense of space and possibility. People talk about Texas kind of still as the Wild West. And we are a really sophisticated art scene. And we have these areas that are all sophisticated art scenes that are in dialogue with one another. But at the same time, you kind of can do anything here. And you can do anything and try it and fail. And you're probably not really going to be blasted that hard and people are going to be really supportive and encouraging. And just physically, there is space for you to do things. There are abandoned buildings in all of these major cities. It just kind of depends on your ability and your network if you can find them.
0: Sure. And I think that, I still think that kind of our, our sense of an art ecosystem of the, all of the factors that probably could or should or need to be in place for a, a more or less ideal art scene that i think has stayed pretty steady over the years there are some shifts within it but i'd say you know the the main components are first of all you've got to have artists you've got to have you know um, a critical mass of artists ideally you have collectors Definitely you have art spaces, and by that I mean nonprofits and artist-run spaces and and commercial galleries. You have museums and kunsthalas. You have the art schools. um, And then hopefully you have some sort of greater public dialogue or media covering it. You've got uh, a public discourse about the artwork that's out there so that these conversations are ongoing. And that to me is what constitutes a thriving um, recognizable art scene, a scene that would be recognized by people from other metropolitan areas that can come into Houston and say, oh, this really is an art scene. This is a legitimate thing.
1: Well, and I want to add on to that the fact that uh, this kind of goes along with some of the different levels that you mentioned, but no, I feel like normally a really successful art scene has some sort of residency that is constantly kind of bringing people through, um, which, you oh, know, yeah. a lot of this, a lot of the time, this is kind of the, Kunsthall or the small mid-sized art nonprofit that is doing this and is also functioning in other ways. But I feel like the successful art scenes that I've seen both in Texas and abroad have people kind of constantly cycling through. So there's always new blood and new ideas and new work getting shown to the local population.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I agree with that. I think kunstalls can, can do some of that, can play some of that role uh on their own but residencies are very very helpful and of course they're proliferating um and and the definition of a residency has expanded a lot I mean there's these little these little sort of much more modest residencies maybe they're online or maybe they're just for the summer or maybe they're just for one month in a artist-run space I mean they're not necessarily these big grand things that come with stipends and a big exhibition at the end. There's a way to kind of move around the state and possibly even get a feel for different scenes in different cities just by applying for all these various kinds of residencies.
1: So with that, should we jump into profiling individual cities?
0: It's funny because I, you know, I have, I'm very split. I'm very much of two minds. Yes, we can do that. But I think just as um, a disclaimer or a confession, I have... I am very attracted to big, thriving cities with scenes, and I'm very attracted to being just out in the middle of nowhere. I like both very much. And if I could run my life the way I want to, I would have a place out in the middle of nowhere, and I would have a place right smack in the middle of one of the biggest cities in Texas. Actually, right now, all of that's sort of true. But, um, I have a city I've a city house in Dallas, and I, right now I'm at a residency in Lubbock. I'm engineering this. Um, so I'm a huge proponent of doing either of either saying, "Fuck it, I'm not doing a big city thing. I'm not into that, but I'm also very into you know, encouraging artists to get into the middle of the biggest scene they can find.
1: So with that, do you want to start on maybe the biggest scene in Texas, arguably, I would say at least, which is. Houston?
0: Yeah, I mean, we can start with Houston. Houston is definitely the biggest city. Uh, It's about 2.3 million, and that's Houston proper. That's not even greater. The greater Houston area is more like 6 million people.
1: The true scope of Houston is kind of insane. The first time, time, Christina, you and I went to LA together, we touched down, and I was like, oh, this is home. It felt weirdly (laughs) unexceptional to me in a really interesting way that I know is not necessarily true for other people. And it's because I was so used to the sprawl of Houston. And I've talked to people that come from LA to Houston and they just say, this is the most LA city that I have ever been to.
0: Yeah. Outside of LA. It's true. Houston has that feel. Sometimes Dallas Fort Worth has that feel too. Just that big sprawl where the car is, is, um, is so important. You can't even breathe without it. Um, I, I happen to love Houston, and Houston to me is still, because I haven't lived there ever permanently, it still seems new and exotic and exciting to me. And the history of Houston's art scene is fascinating. And, of course, Pete Gershon um, released a book last year called Collision about the art scene there in the 70s and 80s. I find it completely fascinating. Um, With that comes all of those things, all those components that I named earlier, what makes a healthy art ecosystem. All that stuff is in place in Houston. In fact, it's fairly established, which um, for me, that's the the give and take of Houston. Almost any artist right this second, if they were really struggling to figure out where they want to live in Texas, but they really want to make art and they want to be around other artists and they want to see a lot of art, I would probably tell them to move to Houston. I would probably put that as number one on my list. What do you think?
1: I I agree just because you're getting museum shows. like it, Just to go into a little more detail of all the things you named, you have the core residency program at the Museum of Fine Arts Houston, which moves people through and which kind of exposes new ideas. We have all of the big museums. You have the Museum of Fine Arts Houston, which is about to come, become even bigger and kind of become i think even more comparable to lacma uh, you have the cam which does shows and you have a really strong tier of mid-size non and artist run spaces that you can kind of aim to have shows at uh, maybe the biggest scene of like small mid-tier Nonprofit and artist run spaces in Texas. You have Art League Houston, you have Box mm-hmm. 13, you have Space HL, you have um, Diverse Works, you have Lawndale. And Lawndale has a residency program also. It, it kind of fulfills every stage. If you get a show at one of these places, Next, you can aim to have a show or be in a show at another one of these spaces. And it kind of breeds someone to stick around and try and get their fill of the art scene, which I think is part of what a successful art scene does. It has a lot of opportunities that you can't just attain all of them in two years.
0: Yeah, and I would say with that comes, uh, it's what what Houston, whereas it was, it was the Wild West and breaking a lot of rules in the 70s and 80s, I will say that, with its own growing pains and just growing up, it's become a more establishment place. So I, do, I would say that the caveat to all of this is if an artist is really not interested in playing by rules, it's become, basically I'm going to say, it's become more of an establishment place. There's kind of a hierarchy. There's a set of rules and mm-hmm. codes to some degree in a way that there almost isn't in any other Texas city where rules, I think, are still being made. Um, so I think an artist would need to be interested in sort of, in sort of joining the fray and being part of almost an establishment thing. There's a way to become successful in Houston. There's a way to actually be an international art star in Houston for that matter. Um, that's, I think that's harder to do from some of the other Texas cities.
1: Along with that, there is another... Kind of caveat to Houston, which is because it is so metropolitan and because it has such a sprawl, the art scene is a little more segmented into neighborhoods that almost in a way match Houston's neighborhoods. So it can be harder to Mm -hmm. Kind of tap in and find a community that you really get along with, unless you really put yourself out there and really start going to things. And some people like doing that, and that's just a kind of a thriving part of their career. And some people really hate that. So I could see coming into Houston from the outside, it being really difficult to find people who really kind of truly match up with what you're doing
0: but it's such a big city and critical mass again is in in the traditional sense of like just go to the biggest place you can find go to the biggest city you can find i still think houston it fits that definition in a way that i think you could find your scene if you get there and you have any social if you've got a social bone in your body you're gonna figure it out um that doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna like the system but it does mean that it's there for you if you want to use it um, conversely, do we want to jump to, to Dallas, Fort Worth for a minute? Let's do it. I can do, I can speak to this cause that's where I've been for, gosh, I think I've been back for nearly 15 years now, maybe not quite 15 years. Um, I like Dallas, Fort Worth. I'm from there. I'm from Irving originally. I did move away for a while, but I did come back and I, I, I think what's interesting about Dallas it's, it's a big place. In the Dallas-Fort Worth metropolitan area, The what we call the Metroplex, is huge, actually. It's 7.5 million people, which is um, in and of itself a type of critical mass. Uh, with Dallas being about 1.34 million, Fort Worth, uh, the other big city in the Metroplex, is 874,000 people.
1: Well, and the whole thing about Dallas-Fort Worth also, Dallas is on the right, Fort Worth is on the left, and then that Metropolitan sprawl is between Dallas and Fort Worth, which are about 40 minutes away from each other. So within that, there's all the smaller places and all of the smaller colleges also.
0: We have so many colleges and universities in Dallas. That's one thing that we just have more than anyth- more than anyone else, I think. And, uh, and we've got our museums. We've got some terrific museums. We have some established galleries that have been around for a while. By the way, Houston is really, really rocking when it comes to established mm-hmm. galleries that have... Um, have stuck around i think um i think there's a thing about dallas that would interest certain kinds of artists and that dallas it's easy to get people's attention in dallas but it can be hard to keep it and and i think dallas tends to sort of erase itself erase its own history and rebuild itself in cycles it has a short memory so i think if you don't want to play by any rules if you don't give a crap about any sort of establishment codes of how to do things, Dallas could be an interesting place to make your mark. Um, I think there's been a real chill on the grassroots scene by the Dallas Fire Marshal's office, which has, over the last several years, it tends to go into these um, small openings and these kind of scenes, these grassroots scenes and spaces that have popped up, and it shuts them down. Um, And that's ongoing. And whereas things started to seem quite lively several years ago, that got uh, tamped down by the fire marshal's office. And we're still feeling the real cold effect of that. Um, And it's a shame. And I'm hoping that that's something that eventually will blow over or stop. And it will allow the grassroots scene to really take off again.
1: That was something that I've actually uh, been really sad to watch because over my time in Houston, I've seen a lot of kind of artist-run spaces come and go and, you know, maybe they'll be at really active for a couple months out of the year and then kind of go dormant. Whereas in Dallas, I actually feel like you all up there had a better, uh, more kind of consistent artist run scene going.
0: Mm. We may have. And that again, that's very cyclical. I mean, it, it can either be happening or not happening. Things either run hot or cold there. And I I think it would be a very good place for an artist or a set of artists to come in and try to I guess, you know, to borrow from Facebook's old motto to, what is it, move fast and break shit, or move fast and break things. Dallas might be a good place for that. Whether or not you can get a permanent foothold there or really establish yourself or start to make some serious money, I think that's in question. You can certainly piece together a bunch of adjunct teaching jobs and survive. There are some good galleries, but and there's some good people, obviously. That's a it's a huge metropolitan area. You will find good people. But I don't know, I don't I don't know if I would advise anyone to move to Dallas to be an artist unless they were willing to truly kind of th- break some rules and try some new things and take some serious risks.
1: Well, I mean the other thing also about Dallas that we have to mention, or Dallas Fort Worth rather, is It's kind of the epicenter, I I would think of it as the epicenter for museums in Texas. The museums in Fort Worth, you have a good little kind of triad of the Fort Worth Modern, the Eamon Carter, and the Kimball, which all have different missions. In Dallas, you have the Nasher, and then you also have the Dallas Museum of Art, which are kind of doing weird different things from one another every museum in Dallas has its own distinct personality and I think there really is something for everyone and when you kind of have them all together it's a really special unique thing because you have a metroplex rather than just a single city so you can have that
0: you know and museums are great and they're they are crucial in a kind of a uh, sense of well-being in any art scene is to have these these big shows and these small shows but I would say if the museums don't connect up at all to a local scene, then there can be a bit of a disconnect there. I think that Dallas and Fort Worth museums are doing a pretty nice job of of um, engaging the community and showing local artists, etc.
1: Yeah, totally. They've been doing more uh, grant programs, and also The Modern has been doing kind of weird, funky programs that kind of reach out in the community. I think in part thanks to Jesse Morgan Barnett. But... I know what you mean because having the ability to see local artists work in museums is kind of still a novel idea.
0: You know, and a lot of what we're really talking about is a kind of internet is the uh, presence of international art within the space scene or the city and big museums do that they bring international artists through they bring international galleries and collectors through we have big galas every year we've got the Dallas Art Fair so Dallas gets more I think international traffic maybe than any of the other Texas cities in terms of people coming to see art show art uh, promote art Um, and I think that that can make it feel like it's a little bit more plugged into the larger art world whether it is or not Philanthropy can really drive that. The presence of museums and big showy shows can definitely kind of put a face on that. And that can feel good, and it can feel good, I think, for an artist who wants to feel connected up to something bigger.
1: Thanks to our sponsor this week, the Rockport Center for the Arts and their exhibition Illuminated Reflections, which features works by Angeli DeForest that are a tribute to life on the Texas coast. The artist's paintings, with their impressionistic and empathetic style, are an ode to Rockport's beauty and recovery after Hurricane Harvey. The show, which includes over 25 original works, is free and open to the public through July 27th at the Estelle Stair Gallery at 406 South Austin Street in downtown Rockport. For more info, visit rockportartcenter.com or call 361-729-5519. want to move south down
0: yeah should we go to let's let's now hit the two the two metropolitan areas outside of dallas and houston or dallas fort worth in houston uh let's do austin let's talk about austin austin i i like the austin mm-hmm.
1: art scene it takes a little while to tap into if you're from out of town so uh austin has two kind of larger well one museum and one kunsthalle it has the blanton museum of art which is a semi encyclopedic museum and then it also has the contemporary austin which is kind of like a contemporary art museum houston uh it's a non collecting institution they do actually some really good shows uh all that kind of stuff but the, the kind of crux in the groundwork of austin's art scene is Artist-run spaces that are either in storefronts or in warehouses. Mm-hmm. Austin really only kind of has two to three mid-tier nonprofit spaces, and Austin's art scene has really been built in and sustained by people who have been dedicated to Austin because. Over my time at Glass Tower, I have seen a lot of people move to Austin, kind of eat up Austin in the two years that they're there for either a graduate program or just living there. They show everywhere. They don't have really anywhere left to go because they're not going to go to a show at the Blanton or the Contemporary. And then they move away.
0: Yeah, I think for a lot of people, if they haven't either been to school at UT um, or they're just already plugged in and have been maybe since the at least them in late 90s, there's the, Austin would be a hard nut to crack. Um, it is very, to me, it feels very young. It feels very artist driven. There's something extremely interesting about that, by the way. Um, it feels independent of some of the corruption of it is so independent Um, from the market
1: there are so few for-profit galleries there compared to other texas cities
0: yeah there's almost no commercial art scene there's uh there's laurel reynolds gallery and then we're
1: kind of and there's also gray duck gallery but it's almost more of a non-profit artist type run space in a way
0: if yeah, it feels almost like an artist-run space, a very respectable one. I, you know, but there's very little collector base in Austin. There's so much money in Austin, and and I still feel like it doesn't have an identity as a collector city. Um, so I think if you want to be an Austin artist, I think it would behoove you to be quite young, to have a lot of energy, to be very social, and to be willing to put a lot of sweat equity into spaces that you show and what you show and who you show and how you show. I think that that you got to roll up your sleeves and you got to do it yourself. That's going to appeal to a lot of young people for the right reasons. So, but the thing that we have to address is how expensive it's Mm -hmm. gotten. And the fact that actually a lot of people are starting to open up spaces outside of Austin. I think it's one of the most interesting developments that's happening in Texas is this, this, um, trend, I guess, of of young people even um, deciding to kind of forego Austin and move to the smaller towns surrounding it and opening up spaces uh, that aren't in Austin itself.
1: Yes. Yeah, so that's because people can't buy a house in Austin, but they can afford to buy a building in downtown, I don't know, Lockhart or somewhere else that's just 20 to 30 minutes away. And um,
0: yeah, they're in Elgin or uh, Johnson City. or And that really is happening. It's more spread out. So what you're going to have is probably not as many people showing up to anyone opening it at any given time. But these small, discreet scenes are popping up around Austin due to the fact that Austin has just gotten so crazily expensive. And um, it's a beautiful part of Texas. The climate's good. I can see why people want to be in the hill country. Uh, <laughs> um But it's almost a way for them to kind of keep close to the sort of Austin independence or aesthetic or sensibility without having to pay a fortune to live right in the middle of of the city.
1: And within Austin, there are also uh, places like the Mexicarthe Museum and also some local more community center type museums uh, that... Really, kind of help feed that local community in addition to the few mid tier nonprofits that are around. But then also, Austin has a really interesting scene for people doing things around tech and virtual reality. And it's not, it's not kind of for the reasons you think like it's not because there's a Google headquarters or because any of these things, but it's a lot of it is being run out of this cool place i don't even know if they'd want me to mention their name on the podcast but it's a place called the museum of human achievement um and they have been around since maybe about i think 2011 and they do really cool things around tech and because austin i think is young and attracts young people who have energy and also maybe people who don't need a studio space because space in austin is so expensive there are really cool people doing awesome things with video art and tech art and kind of digital media stuff in Austin.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, that is absolutely true. So should we jump to San Antonio? Yes. I love San Antonio. Um, who, what sort of artists would want to move to San Antonio? I'll tell you what, San Antonio, is a, it's a great city. It's 1.5 million people. It's very manageable, I guess, is, a, is one way to put it. Uh, it's very beautiful. It's affordable compared to Austin, by the way.
1: And only about an hour away.
0: Yeah, it's only about an hour away. It's in, the, it's in a beautiful part of the hill country. I can't say enough nice things about San Antonio. I would live there in a heartbeat. If I were an artist, I would want to be quite social, because what it is, is it's how would you describe uh, uh, San Antonio's art, art scene? San Antonio is an amazingly close knit, supportive
1: art scene that is also kind of driven by artist run spaces. Um, there are more established mm-hmm. places like the Linda Pace Foundation or like Art Pace. Art Pace does a really good job of reaching out, I think, locally. Also, the museums are pretty good for a city of san antonio's size there's the san antonio museum of art which has this amazingly funky collection and does really interesting traveling shows and then there's the mcnay museum which for a long time has kind of been i think one thing and it's trying to be a different thing now it's doing a fair job of reaching out to local uh, local artists and community members it's also including local artists in its nationally touring or rather it's nationally focused exhibitions, which is really nice. Um, They have series that allow local artists to come and lecture. It has an intense, just San Antonio in general has this intense local community focus, which I don't see in any other city. And it's really Nice. If that's the kind of thing you're looking for.
0: It's true. San Antonio is actually not a small city. It's 1.5 million people. San Antonio proper is bigger than Dallas proper, but it, it lives smaller. It lives in a more sort of, it feels more intimate to me for sure. Um, But yeah, if you, if what you're really into is an idea of a close knit, smaller, more intimate, very functional interesting and fun art community, I'd say San Antonio would be a great place to land. I I can't tell you how much affection I have for that place. but um, And there's some very good artists there, by the way. That's really true. And there are
1: fair and decent art schools, also UTSA and the Southwest School of Art. And I think both of those places have some very kind of undersung or under-recognized artist as faculty just because it is in San Antonio or because they are living in San Antonio. We recently included in a top five video a show of Daniel Rios Rodriguez at ArtPace, and it was one of the best shows I've seen this year. And Daniel Rios Rodriguez is a San Antonio artist who is teaching or has taught at the Southwest School of Art and, you know, doesn't get the most recognition around Texas, but is recognized in other places. And I think that's kind of the key of San Antonio. But at the same time, the people of San Antonio already know how great he is. And this isn't any new news.
0: Yeah, I think I, I, I would have to wonder, I mean, if you really had a heart to heart discussion with very many artists who live in San Antonio or curators who live in San Antonio, etc. The, if there's any gripe, it may be that sometimes it feels too small for them. But they're not moving away, which is right there. They're voting with their feet. They're there, and they love it. And there are people also from Austin who are moving to San Antonio. That's becoming a trend, which is an interesting one. And um, that will continue to kind of create ties between the two cities and change. And all of our cities, by the way, are growing. You know, in the the United States, Texas is just – it's just a – a fast-growing state, and all of our metropolitan areas are growing quickly. San Antonio is no exception, so how long it stays cozy and close-knit is probably up in the air, but um, uh, I just feel like there's something incredibly satisfying about it. Yeah, I'd agree. That's kind of, so we've also got just, we've got our regions, we've got East Texas, we've got the Panhandle, we have West Texas, we've got the Valley, and you know what, there's art everywhere in Texas, there are small art scenes in a lot of different cities, there's one in Corpus, there's one in Lubbock, there's one in El Paso, you know, we could go on, and there are, all of these places have extremely distinct personalities,
1: yeah, and as we mentioned at the top of the podcast, there are these other scenes that share personalities with certain areas. Like, I would almost compare Lubbock a little bit to San Antonio in the way that it's. A really close-knit community. There are cool artist-run things, but there are also some great institutions that you can kind of really aim to exhibit at.
0: There are. I mean, Lubbock is 250,000 people and San Antonio is 1.5 million. So there's, I mean, there's a difference in a Critical Mass, for sure. What Lubbock benefits tremendously from having Texas Tech University uh, right back in the middle of it, major university with an art school. Um, Lucas, the Louise Hopkins Underwood Center for the Arts, and Casper Charles Adams Studio Project. There's f- some philanthropy going on here that has helped um, kind of ground things. I think that. If you, I I think it would be easy to make a mark in Lubbock. I think how much you want to grow within a scene like Lubbock is is kind of up to you dispositionally. It's the same thing with a place like Galveston or Corpus. It's like there's some infrastructure there. Um, Are you happy living in a smaller city or a smaller town? And some people very much are. Um, You know, Galveston is a really interesting place with a very strange and interesting history. I got some advice once from a... Uh, uh, a senior art writer of the United States who just told me I should just probably go ahead and move to Galveston. As far as he was concerned, it was the most interesting place in Texas. You know, there are a lot of these places in Texas that are interesting, where if you're a creative person, it's almost, it's what Neil Neil Farso and I had a conversation called An Argument for Uncool Places. I think it was 2017 or 2018. It's in Glass Tire. I did two parts of this. And there's almost this kind of transgressiveness within a lot of artists to not go to the obvious places at all, but to go to the less obvious ones. If
1: we're going to mention obvious places, do we have to mention Marfa? I feel like this is the second time we're saying do we have to mention Marfa in the last couple podcasts. but
0: It's funny. Well, what I will say is don't move to Marfa. Not because it's not delightful, but because we don't really want it to grow or change too much. (laughs) I don't want it to change. I don't want it to get bigger. It's already... Ooh. It's already overrun with tourists so much of the year. And I'm not saying don't move to... If you you want to move to Marfa, move to Marfa. It's expensive.
1: But I feel like also occasionally, like people from outside of Texas always are like, so do I need to go to Marfa or should I like move to Marfa? And I I don't think you fully understand Marfa until you go to Marfa and see the one blinking stoplight in the center of the town. And then you (laughs) kind of fully realize that you are small town, West Texas, Maybe this isn't the place for you if you're asking me if you should move here from New York.
0: Oh gosh, you know, and a a New Yorker is very likely to, if they name check places in Texas, the only places they will name check are Marfa and Austin. And for those of us who live and work in Texas and travel all over Texas and look at art all over Texas, it's like that is just a tiny part of the whole picture. Um, I think Houston is getting some traction nationally in a sort of trend type way. As a cool place to live or an interesting place to live, but um, the, you know, old old habits die hard. The idea that Austin is like the one liberal center in all of Texas is still something that people believe or assume if they're not living in Texas. Uh, Marfa is it's its own thing. Yeah, I, if you don't move there unless you have spent a lot of time out there, unless you've gotten to know the locals. I think it's it's a very tight knit community. Um, just go enjoy it. Go, go vacation there, uh, show there if you can, but don't move there unless, I don't unless know. you're
1: ready to order your Thanksgiving turkey three months in advance.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, that, I don't know. I think plenty of artists are, I would say, you know, uh, I, I would love to have a place somewhere outside of Fort Davis. I mean I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I love the climate. I love the landscape. I love the way everything looks and feels out there. I just like the region a lot, but I you know I think the, the kind of pilgrimage fantasy about living this full-time music festival life in Morfa, Texas is misguided yes. and misplaced. So, I mean, look, we've got, there are all, we haven't even really talked about El Paso, which in and of itself is a fascinating place and a very mm-hmm. cool place. Um, we we haven't gone into... Um,
1: the Brownsville-McAllen area, which is kind of its own oh, sure. cultural center and has a lot of contemporary issues and artists working around those issues of migration and the border
0: which really is another kind it's almost another sort of conversation because what happens with a place like Brownsville Brownsville or McAllen what happens with if you go out to East Texas where the place like Tyler's you've got the universities you've got schools you've got faculty they're there to stay they make art and they 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 are bringing up students through, you know, through their programs. And it's sort of a bloom where you are planted thing. It's like start your own art scenes there or, you know, have an art community that's uh, busy making work and making it for its own audience. You know, Um, those aren't necessarily places to move to if you don't already live there. But if you are there, there's a way to make... um, something even however small feel uh, uh, quite thriving and to have dialogue and to have um, a community, an actual working community. Or maybe they
1: are places to move to, depending on if you have this really cool idea, as long as you can get local support and you can band together with people who think also think your idea is awesome, especially if you're moving into a community that you don't know. But the real kind of crux of this is it only takes one person to, really change and make an impact on an art scene, be it in Tyler or in Brownsville or really even in Houston. If one person comes into Houston and starts doing something really awesome and really inventive, everyone is going to notice because it will be the talk of whatever's happening.
0: Mm-hmm. That's true. And I've, you know, and how many of us, once you reach a certain age, you, you will have friends who have moved to big uh, art centers, New York or Los Angeles um and have burned out you know they got up there and they had to work two full-time jobs and they stopped making their art because they were too busy making a living and paying rent and if they want to come to texas or come back to texas or figure out a way to be able to have a studio and make work and live comfortably and be creative it sounds like i'm talking about texas as a default I don't. Th- I, I. I don't think that that being completely stressed out by having to make a living all the time and not getting to make your work is necessarily ennobling. I don't think that it's creatively that inspiring. And I. I think that this whole character building up, you know, exercise of moving uh, to New York City and living in a shithole and working 60 hours a week and trying to get some traction is not necessarily uh, the only way to go anymore. I
1: completely agree. I tell people that I would rather visit New York once a year for a couple days and be able to do anything I wanted than live in New York for a year and have to work three jobs and worry about rent and then therefore never have time to do any of the things that make New York, New York.
0: You know, there are a lot of different art worlds and you can kind of make uh, your own art world. I will say that if you want to be some hotshot rock star artist who's in all the press and shows it, Gagosian and you make a kajillion dollars and that's really, 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 really what you want to be, then you're going to have to go old school and you're going to have to go to one of the major MFA programs in Los Angeles or New York. And you're going to have to live in one of those cities and you're going to have to hobnob and network and be a player and I still think that's true.
1: But then after you become that artist, you can move back to wherever you want because your gallery will still want you and people will go to you.
0: Yeah, but I mean, if you're, you know, if, you're, if you've are if you made that much money, why would you move out of New York? If you're a multimillionaire, why wouldn't you just uh, stay in true. New York City? <laughs> that is
1: the only thing that could make New York easy.
0: So that is... Uh... That's our take on things right now. And you know what? If we had this conversation two years ago or two years from now, it would probably be a slightly different conversation. Things are changing rapidly.
1: Yeah, That's all. That's all I got.
0: That's all I got too. I am. Um, I'm happy bouncing around between, um, different Texas cities over the course of 2019. And that's exactly what I'm doing between Dallas, Fort Worth and the Lubbock area and Houston. And, um, if i had my druthers i'd be able to just bounce around for the rest of my life
1: that's the dream
0: (laughs) that's the dream living the dream and just be in my car and drive and drive and drive all right with that um everyone stay cool here we are in the middle of july and when and if you can get in your car and go see some art
1: go see some art Thank you to this week's Art Dirt sponsor, the Rockport Center for the Arts, and their exhibition, Illuminated Reflections, which includes works by Angelie DeForest that are a tribute to life on the Texas coast. The paintings are impressionistic and empathetic, and they really serve as an ode to Rockport's beauty and recovery following Hurricane Harvey in 2017. The exhibition includes over 25 original works by Angelie DeForest and is free and open to the public right now through July 27th, 2019, at the Estelle Stair Gallery at 406 South Austin Street in downtown Rockport. For more information on the show and the work, visit rockportartcenter.com or call 361-729-5519.